and, and you, you might think, like, yes, what is happening here this morning? Like, is this, but we won. We, we're family in God. I, I want to tell you, that's a wonder in itself. And, um, and, but, but I do think, even as we sang that, where, where it says that all sin and sickness bow to the name of Jesus, I, I'm just aware that I think God wants to do wonders among us this morning. And um, so let's prepare ourselves for that. I just, just before I go, where I saw you know Mike. I just want to say that it was so lucky to have you lead us again this morning. Um, flip, man. Yeah, you're, um, you're an absolute gift to us. Bro. It was wonderful to, that you led us. Well done, eh? That's great. Good. Um, always, where do you go from there after that, man? There's, uh, that's when you know the Lord works. Uh, hey? Dance. <laughs> no. um, look, I'm, I'm not sure of a lot of things this morning, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's not that. Um, <laughs> So, hey, mm. that would be a sign and a wonder. Uh, but we do want our visitors to come back again. <laughs> mm. Great. For those of you who haven't met me, so I haven't introduced myself. My name is Hannes. I'm one of the elders here in this congregation. This is my highly pregnant wife sitting in the front. Um, initially, we thought I was hoping last week Monday that uh, I would be a dad. Um, I'm not. Still waiting, okay? And so this whole week was a bit of a conundrum because every morning I get up and I didn't plan anything for the week. I didn't plan any meetings, nothing. And then I wake up in the morning, it's like, no, man, I need to work today. So I was hoping to get my paternity leave already and it's not happening. So, But we hope this week that our, our little baby girl would arrive and my wife is really hoping that she would arrive because it's getting a bit long now. But... Uh, I'm going to try and bring us all on the same page here. This is what I, what I think what the Lord is wanting to do with us. So for those of you who haven't been with us for the last two weeks, two weeks ago, I preached about the Moses generation. And, and just if you think about the Moses generation, so the Israelites, they were in Egypt and in slavery, in captivity, and, a, and the Lord raised a guy called Moses who, who led the people out of slavery. And he, they were out of Egypt, went through the Red Sea, that's a picture of baptism for us, and the waters fought, fell on the, on the enemy, and it's like God sealed what happened there, that the enemies, God, God overcame the Egyptians, God dealt with them, and He led them out of slavery, and I, and I said for us, it was a picture that for each one of us here today, and I don't know all of us, but there needs to be a day for us individually, where we come to a place where we recognize that God, we are in trouble, we're sinners, we need a Savior. And praise God for Jesus, that today where we are, we can say that we have found a Savior in Jesus, that God, because of what Jesus has done on the cross for us, we can be forgiven. We can have freedom. And it's like He leads us out of Egypt, okay? And baptism, like that's why the Bible says that going through the Red Sea is like a picture of baptism where we actually deny our old life. So we're done with that. And the waters come down and we go into a new season with God. But then what happened with the, with the Moses generation is they got stuck in a desert for 40 years because of unbelief. That God told them, I want you to go into this new promised land that I have for you. I've prepared something better for you. And then they were like, let's just maybe check it out before we go. And they sent spies and the guys come back with reports. Look, it is as good as he told us, but there are massive giants. And we look like grasshoppers in their eyes and in our own eyes. We are in trouble. And because of that unbelief, they stayed in the desert for 40 years. And uh, that's where we ended off last. And I, I think what I just want to solidify for us today is that, man, 
that is such a crucial, that wasn't a wrong season. The unbelief was wrong. But the season that they had to get out of Egypt was very critical. It was God. It was a miracle. And, and for all of us, we have to come to a place where we need to realize that we are in need of a Savior. And um, I'm thinking of Matthew 16, where, where Jesus asked the disciples. So he's actually there. And he asked them, listen, who do the people say I am? And so they say, some say that you this, some say you Elijah, some say you Moses. Can you imagine? They said it even Moses. We're back at Moses. Né? And then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says to him, I believe that you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Messiah means the anointed one, the Savior. He says, we acknowledge that you, you're it. You're it. And he says to him, well done, son of Barjona. Now, again, there's a weird guy there, Barjona, okay? And he says, for flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. There's this moment where, God, where Jesus says to him, well done, Peter. Um, that's it. That is it that I am the Messiah, and we all need to get to that place. And you know, the, the challenging thing is, then what I said to us, I'm just trying to bring us all together here, but that we aren't called to be a Moses generation. And so for the visit this year, this morning, you are visiting the Joshua generation church, all right? It's, we're not made to be those who just come out of slavery and get stuck in a desert, but we're made to be those who take hold of what God has for us. We're the Joshua generation church, okay, if you're wondering where the name comes from, Okay. And um, MC can explain it probably 10 times better than what I could. They, they planted Josh in many years ago, okay? And um, we're the Joshua Generation Church. And so, you know, the challenging thing for us, we realize, and I don't know if it's like that in all cultures, but I definitely know in the Afrikaans culture, this is how I grew up, is that, um, okay, now that I'm saved, now I need to walk in what God has for me. I need to find what it is that I need to do. And there's a measure of truth to that. But actually, you know, also not that God saved us for this, to, together. Like, we're not all uh, like a thousand individuals on our own mission now to try and attain what God has for us. Is He brought us together as a church. And so now that story, I'm going to go back to that verse where Jesus said, okay, well done, for flesh and blood didn't reveal the sea, but my Father is in heaven, that is in heaven. And He says, and I tell you that you're Peter and on this rock, and, he, and he, I really believe that He spoke about the revelation that He's the Messiah. He said, I will build my church. Yeah? That was the point, coming out of Egypt. Okay, cool. You see that I'm the Messiah? You see that I'm your Savior? Guess what I'm going to do with you? I'm going to build my church. Yeah? And, and the word that he used in Hebrew is called ecclesia, which really is the gathering of different people. Um, I, I wrote it down here. Uh, okay. It's a gathering of a certain group of citizens um, with a specific purpose. Okay? He said, I'm going to build that. Now, we, I know that we said, we, we often think about it like this, but we know that when God said, I'm going to build my church, He didn't speak about this venue. Okay? He said, I'm going to build my ecclesia, a different group of people coming to together for a specific purpose. That's the point of us coming into salvation. And Will Marie always used to have the saying where he said, like, you get saved as an individual, but God is coming back for His bride. Okay? He's not coming back for bunch of individuals. He's coming back for us. And, um, and so speaking about inheritance and what us as a Joshua generation need to inherit, we can think about a ton of things that we can say, yes, we need to do this. We can take hold of that. We can. But I want to actually say, and it, that's why it's so nice to have so many visitors this morning, is our inheritance is this. Us being one with one another. And I want to tell you, that's a miracle. 
Just by the way, okay? It is a, if, if we really take a hold of what God has for us there, that is an absolute miracle. Okay? And so lucky we had a chat with Morris and, uh, sorry, I'm forgetting your wife, his name. Chantal. Chantal yesterday, and, uh, and we, were, we were at the beach with a bunch of guys, and, I, and uh, they were, we were just hanging out. We were just surfing and playing around, and I, I said to her, look at all these guys here on the beach. They're all with us in church. We, we're family. And we, uh, we started speaking about that's where it comes. So, so we, where's your family from? Where are you from? And I said, no, I have no family. All my family is Bloemfontein and North, okay? I have no one around here. And um, I have no intention of moving back that side either, okay? And, uh, and my wife, drops this. Yes, our family lives far away. But you see all of these people here on the beach. They are family. And, I, and I, as I heard it, I was like, that's it. That is the real miracle. And my wife didn't know what I'm preaching about, by the way. Yes, that is it. This is our family is we, this is what God intended as our inheritance. So I want to read this, Ephesians 3, verse 10 to 12. Um, it says this, So now that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in Him. He says, so this is what God intended. He said, he said, when you realize that I'm the Messiah, you know what I want to do is I want to build my church. And the church's purpose is that God's manifold wisdom will be made known to this earth. Yeah. But I love verse 12 that I read for the first time, I think in a long time that I realized. It says, in Him we have boldness and access with confidence. With um, with confidence through our faith in Him. Uh, the, the NIV says this. It says, In Him and through faith we may approach God with freedom and access. Together. That's a, that's a wonder of this. That when we can come together, we can approach God with confidence. Um, and, you know, the, the church, us, it's the it's answer to this thing. Both of these scriptures refer to, even the previous one, Matthew 16, God said that, um, I tell you what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, what you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. And it says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Here it says that, the, that God's power will be, will be made known to the powers and principalities. It's like this contrast or this, this conflict between light and darkness. It's like, I want to use us to show something to this earth. And, and if the church is the answer, we need to know how it works, you know. It's like we need to, we need to know what God wants to do with us. Because I think sometimes we just, um, sometimes we, we have it as this insurance policy, you know. Like we have our insurance fund, our medical aid, and our Jesus fund. That, that one day we're going to go to heaven, and if I come to church on a Sunday, we've got, we've got at least our security. But church is so much bigger than that. And it's not our insurance fund that one day we will get to heaven. It's, it's actually a, a big part of our inheritance on earth. And, um, and, and I've read a couple of verses this week that just knocked me, that the wonder, that sometimes we can so dim down the wonder of this thing that God wants to build us together as a, as a generation. But um, Ephesians 22, uh, or, or 2 verse 22, sorry, it says, um, I'm going to read in the NIV here, but it says, And in Him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. And the big key for us this year is what brings us together is, in Him. That our key this morning, and I loved our, it really feels like, Mikey, you picked up on the vein of what God wants to do this morning, is that God reigns. That is the theme, guys, over us, is that at the name of Jesus, everything will bow. God reigns. He reigns, He reigns, He reigns. The Lord of everything. It was like a, can you, can you sense a clear theme that came through in the worship even as well, that God said, that that is what brings us together, 
is because God reigns. And so what, what will bring you to be one with us, and it makes us to be built together, is that in Him, we are being built together. And, and also I was encouraged, I said, you know that um, we are being built together. There's, there's, we're, not, we're, not atta- we're definitely not at the full portion yet of what we, what we have for God. That is one when we reach heaven, okay? But we are being built together. God is adding to us. And by the way, there's a massive group of our guys this morning in Stellenbosch, actually, on outreach day. If you're wondering where 15 of our people are, they're there. Next week, have a bunch of guys remind me. I want to pray for you guys before we go. But um, it's like we, we're out there, but we're being built together. And God is adding to us, um, building His church together. That we can become a dwelling. And um, are you guys still with me? Um, and so Acts 2.47, which we often refer to, and it's that old portion where it says that they met together, breaking bread together. But verse 47 says, it's praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And I, I want to I encourage us as a church, as those who are part of this household, that God is busy adding to us. If you think about James this morning, and there's a bunch of others that we'll probably communicate in the future, that God is adding to us, that He's building us together, those who He, he chooses. And for those of you who have visited this with us this morning, like, I wonder, is God adding you to us this morning? Like, that are we being built together? That somehow our inheritances are being joined together as we're being built together? I'm just asking a question. It might be that God is adding to us this morning. And, um, and there's this challenge for us that I, I think we're coming up against a thing like just years of interpretation of what church looks like. That sometimes we, we go and attend a meeting or whatever. And... Um, we spoke often the last while about that good meetings are actually the enemy of, or it's our, it's our downfall. Now, that When we have good meetings, um, it, it can be something that we attend regularly. But actually that God wants to build us so much different than just attending a good meeting. Now. And, and there's a real press for us as a church, even as we're in a new venue, in a new season, that actually, look, we're not coming to get, but we're all coming to give. What is the part that each one of you, and each one of, including myself, has to play in this household that the fullness of God can be displayed through us. Do you know that you as an individual cannot display the fullness of God? It's not in you. You didn't have it. Okay? I don't have it. That sometimes there was a, many years ago, there was a big theme. I don't know. It was probably when it was at school when I remember a lot of guys said, and it, became, it came out of churchhood mainly, but the guys said, you know, I love God. I just don't love the church. I don't know if you guys have heard that before. And you know, that's a, it's an oxymoron. I want to say it's like, it can't be. You can't love God and not love His church. Because what God is passionate about is His church. If you read the full New Testament and even where Jesus said that, if you love me, this is what I'm interested in. It's my house. Okay? And um, there was this, I remember some of my friends when, when they were offended, they would say, no, you know, God said we're two or three gathered together. I'm there, so two or three of my friends, we're going to gather in a coffee shop and we're the church, okay? And I want to say, not really, okay? Two or three Christians gathering together in a coffee shop is just two or three Christians gathering together in a coffee shop, all right? That's not the church. Like, the church is this, where, where we come together and there's different forms of leadership. There's different parts that we play together. There's, there's, there's certain things that function together. This is the house of God, a part of it. And, and each one of us need to bring like, that, what you have. Is, do you know that I cannot play the part that Steve needs to play? Can't do it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I cannot play the part that Marcel needs to play. He's a different part than what I am. And, um, 
And I, the reason why I'm going down this line is I know all of us know this, but it's like there's an there's a urge from the Lord is for us to take hold of our full inheritance. It's like each one of us need to walk in what we can walk in so that we can be being built together and that God can make His dwelling with us. It's my goal as, as leading you guys is not to be every Sunday up here and preaching my best preach and say, thanks so much for coming. We had more people than last week. That was great. Go home. Okay, really, that's not it. My purpose to lead us in this household is that you can walk in the fullness of what God wants you to walk in. And that you can please God in what you need to please Him. That you can reach the part that you need to play what God has for you. That's my purpose, not to preach every Sunday. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And so I wanna, I'm going to land it soon. Um, I don't want to go on for it too long because I want us to function together and enjoy one another together this morning. But one thing that really encouraged me in this week, and I'm going to read it again in the NIV, Romans 12 verse 5 says this. So in Christ, again, the key, in Christ, in Christ, we, though many, okay, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. What does it say here? And individually members one of one another. Okay, I don't like that translation. NIV says this, we belong to one another. Do you know, have you looked at it like this before? I want you to look to the person to your left and your right quickly, okay? Have you thought about it like this? That you belong to them. How's that for a thought? Okay? That no longer you're your own, that we belong to one another. Daniel, you're mine, bro. Okay? You belong to me. Okay? Like, and I belong to you. It's, we, 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 though many... We formed one body and we belong to one another. And then it gets to this crazy part where, um, oh, where is it? Okay. Um, it's in here somewhere. I had it, okay. Uh, um, now I'm not going to find it. How scary is that? Okay. Um, huh. I even forgot what I wanted to say. Um, it was good, there. No, just messed it up. Um, <laughs> I can't find that. I honestly can't remember what I wanted to say. But we belong to one another. I'm going to catch my drift now. Okay. One more time. Okay. We belong to one another. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to go with what I have. I'm sure I'll get to it now. But the, the beautiful part is, you know, that we can't force it either. Acts 2 says that they devoted themselves. We give of ourselves, that we belong to, to each other. Um, can't get my drift. Anyway. But let me say this, that I, I think there's a challenge for us. Recently, we, we, we had a church discipline that happened within us, and, and one of the things that Mike Davis said is that for some reason with church discipline, and I don't want to go into the nitty-gritty of it, but the worst form of discipline in church that you can apply is to say that we're actually putting someone out of the fellowship, is that actually we, we have to cut you off that you can't be a part of us because of sin anymore. And so if that is the worst part that the discipline has, that actually, you know, it's, it's like it can't be with us anymore. Then the biggest wonder should be that we can belong to one another. That, that really the, the, the wonder then is that the, the greatest part is that actually we are, we be, we, we, our purposes are together. That's what I wanted to say. I remember that. Okay. There's a, there's a scripture here, Philippians 2 verse 3. Oh, Philippians 2 verse 2 says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. I think this one says, 
No, it doesn't say it. But there's another translation, sorry. It says, one in mind and one in purpose. And I, I almost want to ask us here this morning, for those, especially those who are part of this household, have we become so close together as one that our purposes are in the same direction? That's a question to ask. Eh? Like I tried to work it out yesterday, and I said to the Lord, it's hard, because I know um, I'm working for this church. Um, I'm full-time. And how does it look like for Ivan, for example, who has his business, but our purposes are together? Yeah? Same direction. And then um, Jesus prayed this prayer, which is probably the craziest. I'm going to bring it together now. But Jesus prayed this prayer, which is considered the most outrageous thing that he ever considered uh, to pray. And Jesus did some crazy stuff, okay? But before he left, he prayed this prayer. He said, Father, I pray that they, speaking about the church, will be one as you and I are one. Which is, if you think about that, it's, it's a pretty outrageous thing to ask, okay? I want you to think about the Trinity, okay? Father, Son, and Spirit. It's three, but it's one. And I, I often wonder, when we get to heaven, you, we're going to see three, yet they are one. Yeah? And Jesus asks, I pray that we will be one as, as that. And you're like, good grief. How do we get there? Yeah? And then Jesus said this when he was on earth. The guy said, like, how, how will we know if we see the Father? And Jesus said this, if you've seen me, you've seen him. Yeah? And I, I prayed yesterday. I said, God, is it possible that when someone sees Emil, it's like they see me because we're together. If someone sees Umenk, it's like you see me because we're on the same purpose. We won. We belong to one another. If you see Mike Radigan, you know what I'm like. And we're heading in the same direction. We're in one heart, one mind, one purpose. That's what he prayed for us, you know. And, um, and I, I want to say, especially to our visitors here this morning, I, I, like, the reason why we celebrate this morning so much is because we've been asking for visitors. We've been asking for God, for God to send guys to us. I'll be open about it, okay? And, um, and I... I think this morning, what you're coming into, yes, I hope this morning that you see that we radically love God with all that we have, okay? We love to worship Him. We, we are Jesus-loving group of people, but we have a serious love for one another as well, okay? And it's because Jesus said this. He says, the greatest commandment, and they ask Him, he said, God, what is the biggest commandment? What can you do? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and we're trying our best, okay? We really love God with all that we have. And then He said this, but the second is like it is that you would love one another. It's the same. And I, I even said to the, I, I'm trying to train our guys in this, or I say we're trying to train ourselves in this, is that, you know, sometimes with a prayer meeting, we can add a higher value to it because it feels more spiritual than a social. But actually, I wonder in the Lord's eyes, like Acts 2.42 says they devoted themselves to prayer and to the fellowship. To the breaking of bread and to this. Like it's like, somehow, us loving one another well is, is a picture of God on this earth. It's our inheritance to love Him well and to love one another well. And, and I, I pray for us this this morning that I even feel boring said that there might be like a sense that God wanted to really bring, bring freedom this morning. I think the freedom that God wants to touch this morning is actually to come out of isolation. And, and God said that He puts the lonely in family. That's his desire. Is that, that's, his, that's, his inheritance. that's our inheritance. Is he wants to put the lonely in family. 
And I don't know if it's necessarily with us. I would hope so. But I, I want to tell you that your inheritance is to be part of the church. Is, that's what God is about, is the church. And, and for those of us who's been here for years, guys, I want to tell us that God is busy putting us together on a deeper level. That we're not just coming together in meetings, but it's actually binding us together that we're belonging to one another. It's our inheritance. And, and I can't explain to you even better like how He does it. I just know that He's busy doing it in us. That He's shaping us together. Yesterday, uh, some of you might not know, but yesterday we had to set up much of what, he, what you see this morning. And I, I put out a word to our leaders and just said, guys, we, we have quite a bit of work to do for this morning. Um, would you mind coming up on a Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock? I mean, who does that? Yeah. And yesterday was about 40 guys that showed up. And we just packed out stuff and we worked together. I want to tell you, I looked at a stage and I was like, what is busy happening here? It's, it's a work of God. Yeah. Just loving one another well, working together. It's God. And um, that's what I'm carrying for this morning. So I wanna, I'm going to pass to one of you. I don't know if one of you is carrying something that we can respond with. But um, what, you, what I want us to hear this morning is sometimes when we think inheritance, we think individual. Okay? And it feels like what God wants to tell us is think us. Okay? Our inheritance is us together. Yes, Individuals, we respond to the Lord and we say yes to God, but then we come into this. We belong to one another, and we have a part to play in this body, in this household. And, um, and I, as we go together, and I'm sure there's more that God has for us. It's not, it's not the fullness of it, okay, but it's a massive start. Yeah? And, uh, and I can't wait, really, I want to say, together with, our, with the team, is we can't wait to see what is it going to look like when, when it really looks like that, God says we belong to one another, becoming members, belonging to one another, and um, being formed together. That's what I'm carrying. And um, so I want to pray, and I, I want to take some time here. Uh, are you guys okay? All right, we're together. Does that make sense? All right. I do want to pray. It feels like there's something that God wants to do. I still want to ask Him for that God wants to do wonders among us this morning. And so I just want to take time, and, and uh, let, let's just pray. God... I'm just aware this morning that we've seen you already. We've seen you walk among us. We've, um, we've seen you touch us, even just as different aspects of family this morning. I'm aware that you are working us. Being, we, we are being knitted together to become one. And, and I can see that you're doing it with us. And I, and I pray this morning, God, that that thing of the Moses generation in us, of individuals coming out and maybe saying, yes, we're keen, we're not keen, um, Something of like that will shift this morning to us as a Joshua generation that we need to take a hold of, especially in this town in Malkbos, but also bigger. And um, all I know is that it has to be a work of God. It cannot be a work of man. It's a work of God to bind us together. And the key is it's in Jesus. We are so aware that it's only because of Jesus, only because of the blood only because of the body that was broken for us. It's because of you, God, that we can be bound together. So, I know we've done communion last week, but we're going to do it again. To take communion together, and, um, and the guys can start handing out. And what I want us to do is, as families get together, and, and not your own family, maybe family with family, I want to ask our leaders, look for the new guys, and connect with our visitors and um, just pray there's something of being united in God's body that was broken for us this is his church 
not ours. It's His church. And as we take communion together, that we thank God for His blood and His body that was broken for us, that we can be saved, but also that it unites us, that He builds us together. And, and there's something that we're thankful this morning that God called us out of Egypt, but man, that is pulling us together. So the guys are handing out and